What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hello, my name is Michael O'Fay and I'm joined by my wife, Marsha, every week to discuss the intersection of minimalism and veganism. We also publish delicious plant-based vegan recipes and thought-provoking articles over on our blog, theminimalistvegan.com. So make sure you check that out. In this episode, we're talking about the challenges of saying yes when you actually wanted to say no and looking at the people-pleaser mentality versus the, the perception of a selfish individual who is always saying no. Uh, and we also look, about, look at how minimalism plays into this concept of living with more intentionality and purpose. Anyway, this was a, a very cathartic conversation for us and I, I hope you get a lot of, uh, out of it as well, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on or if you found great balance between saying yes and saying no. But look, as always, I'll chime in after the conversation to fill in any gaps. So, Marsha. Oh, my God. <laughs> big topic for, well, for both of us. Yeah. But I thought about I you. I think we're, we're kind of <laughs> on both extremes. Yes. Yeah. Well, not extremes, but just on the, each one of us is on the other side. Yes. There's a good contrast. Yes. So, I teach you a little bit of more yes, and you teach me a lot more of no. <laughs> yes. Well, we try. <laughs> um, so, yeah. what? So, that summarizes what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about... How to start saying no. Yes. Especially even if you're a people pleaser like myself. So actually even just doing this research and preparing for this podcast episodes, it's given me a little bit more of an understanding of why I'm right. doing what I'm doing and understanding that I need to start changing for my own good. Okay. Not for other people, but for myself. Oh, okay. I can... I can already see a change, a shift in your energy. Um, I mean, it's not an easy thing, but I think once you start, once you go through that process of realization and and understanding where it's coming from, then you can work with it. It's like anything, really. Mm. I've put myself through a bit of therapy today to try and <laughs> <laughs> to try and work out how I can how I can build on this and yeah and because at the end of the day, all it is, it's actually it's detrimental to me nobody else right even though i'm saying no to other people but it ends up being more harm to me than it is to the other in person. a long term yeah okay so let's start with what like why do we feel the need to say yes like why do you feel the need to say yes all the time because i don't like letting people down I don't want to look to other people that I might be selfish uncaring lazy right you know all of those things so I'd rather say yes to avoid giving any of those vibes out to the other person hmm. or to people um, because I want to be liked I, I have this deep down urge to want everyone to like me so, I mean, there are some people that I just don't care because I don't like them back <laughs> <laughs> because there's just, you know, there's no mutual mm. um, benefit to the the friendship or relationship or whatever. Sure. So, I like to be liked. And so, in in many situations, what comes with that is wanting to please that person and, and give them a good version of yourself. Yeah. And so I realized that it stems from wanting to feel accepted from a young age, going through school, moving to Australia, not knowing the language, skipping two years of primary school, like just completely being out of my comfort zone, going from being a con really confident kid to completely being stripped of that and starting from scratch in a place that I knew nobody and didn't really understand some of the cultural components of, you know, being at school and how kids mm. here lived and families and whatever. So for a long time, from like year four till year 11, really, I struggled to make good quality friendships. I felt like I was always floating 
and, you know, being bullied and teased and never felt like I really belonged anywhere made me want to be a people pleaser because Mm -hmm. that's the way that I felt like people would actually give me some attention or approve of me. Mm. So having that in the back of my head all the time, I kind of was trying to do everything within my own comfort zone. Like I wouldn't do stupid things just to please people. Like I knew my limits. I wasn't going to be like a, you know, a kid that was breaking the rules and doing all those things Mm. just to please other people or to, to feel like I could fit in because that Mm. wasn't me. Yeah. And then later on in life, I think it just started going like, I just, I like it when someone is pleased with what I've done. Yeah. That feedback, that. That reassurance. Yeah. Validation. Yeah. 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 So I think that that's why maybe to this day I struggle with that is because I don't want the other person that's taken the time to ask me for something or to do something to reject them and then the repercussions of that of how I would feel. Sure. Rather than how they would feel, you know, because I probably make it out to be a bigger deal than they would anyways. Yeah. So. Isn't that interesting? It's, it's, and we've got a few things to link to in the show notes for this episode. But, you know, I think the the word no implies rejection, to reject. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, of course, that's, we've associated the word no with something that's negative. Like, you're taking something away from me or, as you said, that it appears as selfish or it's not, it's not a selfless act. Yeah. So... And no when one wants other to end. look like yeah. unless you just don't care or if you're so confident within yourself that it doesn't bother you, yeah. then looking like a selfish person, I think, to most people would be something that they'd try and avoid. Yes. Um, so no one wants to look like they're selfish or uncaring or self-centered. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And I think um, I can relate to that. I think mo- I think most people, everyone can really relate to that, wanting to feel liked, wanting that validation, wanting positive feedback for saying yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to drive a lot of it. You know, when I look at my childhood, I don't think I had a problem saying no when people asked me for something or asked me to participate. I think for me, saying no were... Say, my struggle with saying no really came from... The op like opportunities, mm. things that weren't necessarily presented to me directly, right? But things that I could go for. Yeah. So I'd, you know, like I'm, I'll, I'll always overeat. <laughs> That's a prime example, right? Someone would not know when to say no. Mm. Enough is enough. Mm. I don't know. I never knew what was enough. If I enjoyed something, if I the never food knew. Was there. Yeah. If food, play, whatever. I never knew what was enough. Yeah. And if, if there was a field or something I was interested in, then I wanted it all. So it's pleasure. Yeah, it's like a pleasure. It's like a reverse to what you're saying. Yeah. So then I'll take on too much. I'd say yes, 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 yes. Mm. But in a specific field or specific thing that I was enjoying. Yeah. Because my role models were my parents would say no. And both of them are very skilled at mm. saying no. Mm. Both of them are. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think of it, um, it, it was very... They they said no with conviction and confidence, mm. and it wasn't like even they had to justify it. They would give reasonings, but they'll you know no for this reason, no just because I don't want to. Mm. That was a pretty common thing in my family. And then mm. when you look at everybody in my family, my siblings, and my parents were all very confident at saying no, but we do in, indulge in our pleasures, and that has its own challenges. Yeah. Not knowing when to say no of the things you enjoy or the things you're pursuing. Well, that's a bit more of discipline, right? Yeah, that is a discipline as well. Yeah. But like I think opportunities and and I think what we're both saying ties into each other because it's like, um, you know, I don't know if anybody has seen Yes Man by Jim Carrey, that movie where, you know, the whole movie is the same, challenges himself to say yes to absolutely everything. Well, he can't actually say no. Well, he can't say no. Yeah, that's right. Um, But... You know, and I do, and we'll talk about that a bit later. I think there's definitely a place to say yes. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. For it's not sure. like you can say no to everything. Correct. Yeah. But I think 
particularly in school, particularly in socializing, in workplaces, in education. It's it's so much pressure to say no because the perception is you're turning down an opportunity Mm. that might benefit you. Fear of missing out. And then there's that fear of missing out, which can drive you crazy, right? Um, And when I observe you, I see both things. I see there's the people-pleaser side, but I also see the fear of missing out. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I'm becoming better at the fear of missing out component because I know that I have limited time in what I can say yes to from that end. Sure. So that side is becoming better, but the people-pleaser side... I mean, I am saying no to more things or just like not putting things out there, but... I sometimes can't help myself but to commit myself when someone hasn't even asked the question and you go, why on earth did you just commit yourself to that when they didn't even ask? Yeah. Because like someone might say that they're struggling with something, I'll just offer my help without them even asking and then later on go, why on earth did I just (laughs) offer that? I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, you do. And it's like if I'm saying to myself, why on earth have I just said that? Yeah. Obviously, it's not something that I should have committed myself to sure. or said yes to without the person even asking because yeah. I want to be overly helpful. Yeah. So, again, but at least I'm catching myself sometimes. Yep. And it also depends on who it is. If I really care about them, of course, I'm going to feel like, you know, I'd be more than happy to do this for you because I genuinely do. But then yeah. it's like, well, when on earth am I going to find that time? Because when I say yes or create these things for myself, later on I stress about it going, I don't actually have the time for this or I kind of don't really want to do it in the end. But it's hard, right? Because in those moments where you're having an interaction and you're helping somebody and you could tell that they just need more help. Yeah. But they're not, they're not, they wouldn't want to put that pressure on you. They're not asking asking you technically. No, but you can even see in their face, it's like they'll love your help, but like they're even really polite and they don't want to ask you. And sometimes as humans, you can feel that. And and you jump in. Because they know like you've got enough on your plate. I'm just kind of in in a way either venting or I just need to talk this out so that I can see if I can do it on my own or bounce some ideas off you rather than like you jumping in there and giving them a few hours of your time or yes. your expertise or whatever it is. Sure. So, but yeah, when you just vol- like voluntarily just say, yep, no, I'm going to. Yeah. So no one's and- even asked you <laughs> anything. <laughs> You've said yes <laughs> on your own accord. Yeah. So why do we feel to say the need to f- say yes? It's yeah. It's, it can be in a response. It could be fear of missing out or you could voluntarily just want to jump in yeah. and just over deliver as well. Let other people own your time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing I've struggled with, um, and I think why I've said yes, even though I wanted to say no in the past, is because sometimes, like, I know that a consistency of saying no to the same people for the same requests mm. can sometimes mean that they'll no longer ask you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that might be your intent sometimes, mm. but sometimes, you you know, it's just not the right time for you. Yeah but you would love the opportunity in the future yeah. to be asked out for that opportunity. Mm. Hey, do you want to come play basketball? No. Do you want to come play basketball? No. Yeah. And then they stop asking. Mm. And it's like, actually, I want to play basketball now. But so, then yeah. who, who's there to play basketball with? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I think that that's been something for me that I'm always mindful of. It's like kind of every time I say no, I'm, I'm aware of the impact that that might have on future, future opportunities. Yeah for that same situation scenario. So that mm. might be a potential motivator as, as well. Mm. Um, have you felt that way before? Uh, not really, because I don't say no enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like it doesn't end up to that point. Like I can see how that would be an issue for you. Yep. Uh, because then it's almost like, oh, well, he doesn't want to be bothered or he doesn't have the time. So let's not bother to ask the question. Yes. Well, that might not actually be the intent. Yeah. yeah. But I Sometimes guess you just is. don't, you don't preface it in yes. like, just, you know, not this time. Yeah, not right now. And yeah. look, we'll, we'll talk about yeah. the not right now line yeah. in a bit. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the, the need, why we have a natural need to say yes. Mm. But now I want to just take it a, a bit further now and talk about the impact of saying yes. Like, what's the potential risk of saying yes to everything? Mm. 
Well, you not owning your own time, the week, the day, the month, the years, getting like literally slipping through your hands. Sure. And you not being able to achieve your own goals because of that. Yeah. And then feeling guilty for people pleasing, but then almost blaming them for not letting you focus uh, on yeah. your own things. So a bit of resentment. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But most of the time you put yourself into that situation to, in the first place. So it's about really analyzing when to draw the line. Yes. Yeah. I think o- obligation is a, a word that comes to my mind with this as well. Mm. Because I think obligation can exist in the things that are deemed like the things that you just must do. Yeah. Right? Mm. You're obliged to look after your pet or your children. Mm. Right? <laughs> You're obliged to go into work on time. Yeah. Like there's some things that are just non-negotiables in yeah. life. But then when you have voluntarily said yes or proactively said yes to a situation that you actually in hindsight, which you said no to, and then you have this sense of obligation, mm. that feeling, mm. oh, it's just, I and don't know about that feeling of this like, oh, like. But then you also don't enjoy the task. It. You don't. You know, because it's like you said it in a way, you committed yourself in a way that you didn't want to. And then it's constantly like sitting in the back of your mind, oh, I have to do this thing that I don't really want to do. Oh, it's, you know, it's today. I wish I could get out. Oh, how can I pretend like I'm sick or that something's come up and how can I get out of it? And then you're there and then you don't enjoy it. And like, it just ends up being a really negative experience yeah. overall. And it weighs, like it takes up, like it takes up so much of your capacity. And you can be stressed and anxious about yeah. it too, depending on what it is. And again, it can build that resentment towards the other person when you can just have easily said no. Yes. I've had that scenario happen many times in my life. And not until I started to hold, like pause and think about it and mentally paint the picture of what it's going to look like throughout that whole process and what my feelings are going to be. Yep. Then I go, then I start actually questioning if it's worth it or not. Yes. You know. You start to get really good at sort of seeing the future. Yeah. You know, after you get a bit of experience. Exactly. And you because sort of feel you know it. What, yeah. what it's been like in the past. Exactly. But like you sort of, you can sort of anticipate how it would feel like as well, which is really powerful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the other impact of saying yes is like, I think there's only so much energy that we have in life. Mm. And then choosing where you allocate that energy uh, and time as mm. well is mm. really important. So when you're effectively saying yes to a lot of things... I think the biggest risk in my mind is compromising the depth or the quality yeah. of the things you really want to do. Yeah. So then you end up, like I always hate it when I'm being pulled around like a washing machine and then I'm kind of like half asking all these different commitments and things and I'm not really doing anything well. Like I'm not being really present in a conversation. Yeah. I'm not really committing to my health. I'm thinking about else. everything yeah. else, right? I'm, and that feeling of compromising quality Mm. for quantity if you like to be cliche Mm. um that to me is a huge fear so it's like that depth and breadth sort of thing yeah and you're good with that like you like to go deep on things and i still struggle with that component of it because my brain is still like oh i've got to do this i've got to you know like yeah i'm that saying no to things or just blocking them out of your time and being present is really important to be able to go deep. Like I always dream of going deep, but then I never sometimes quite get to that point. Yeah. It's just on the surface, just getting it done to get it done rather than actually being immersed in it and enjoying the process rather than I've just got to tick this off my list. Yeah, because it becomes like that. Life just becomes like a huge to-do list. And like I used to live like that. I know a lot of people that live like that. It's like that is the glory. That is what the goal is. You're trying to bounce around and... See mum, pick up that person from the airport, help this person move house, go to work, be a boss, do that. Yeah. Like, babysit. and it's uh, babysit. And you're mm. just like moving, 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 moving. And it's mm. like, and maybe everybody loves you, maybe. But then it's like, when it's all said and done, what like, what? But do you love yourself? Exactly. Yes. Th- this one's a big one. And I think a huge risk of saying yes all the time 
is that that becomes your brand and your reputation. Mm. So and that's what's expected. And of then you. it becomes an expectation. Yeah. Whoa. So the moment you keep saying yes and you train people that that's going to be a natural response and you become this reliable mm. human being, yeah. then what happens? Mm. People start taking you. advantage and yeah. they want more and I want more and I want more and I want more and it becomes like harder for you. They don't bother to ask other people because it's easiest just to ask you because they know that nine out of ten times you will actually, or ten out of ten times you will say yes. You'll say yes and you'll do a good job. Yeah. And... Uh, you on the other end, it becomes even harder for you to say no because you've built up this reputation with this yeah. person. And then you upset that person <laughs> yeah. probably even more because they expect that from you. Yes. And, you know, like not in a mean way, but they just like will be taken aback if you all of a sudden say no. And you don't want to let people down. Of course, you don't want to let somebody down. Mm. And that's why you keep the cycle going because you want to please people. Yes. So. I think that's, um, that's a huge one. Mm. That training people around you, your reputation. Yeah. And because I think that's the intent. Mm. You set out saying yes for acceptance. And I'm saying you, everybody here, for that validation. Because you do want that reputation mm. of being able to please and serve others. Yeah. And then until somebody takes advantage of you, you get burnt. And then unfortunately, it's in those moments where we start to go, hang on, why, why am I doing this? Mm. Uh, and we have those realizations. And then if you want to start saying no, you almost feel like you need to justify why you don't want to do it or why you can't do it yes. anymore. And then if it's not an, a time pressured task or situation, then it's like, oh, that's fine. We can just do it another time when you have the time, you know, like yeah. they can't they struggle to accept that no from you because you're not firm. You're giving them excuses. Yep. You know, so it <laughs> goes into that sort of field. Yes. Spot on. Cool. Was there anything else that we're missing in terms of the impact of saying yes all the time? Um, Obligation, regret, resentment, <laughs> overcommitted, overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean... People taking advantage of you. It's just, at the end of the day, I think it's just a big thing of wanting to be accepted. Sure. And people, yeah, being that people pleaser. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get into the juicy stuff. So, we've talked about why we say yes, and we've talked about the impact of saying yes all the time. Mm. Um, now, let's talk about, you know, how we can start saying no more. Mm. Now, not no all the time, but how do we just start living with a bit more intentionality and have that confidence to say no. Yeah. So how we talked about earlier on about minimalism and doing the whole thing of, you know, starting to to do more of the things that you want in life and eliminating the rest. You wrote an interesting article about adding things rather than subtracting things as it turns to minimalism. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because a lot of people think that by becoming a minimalist or being a minimalist, you just have to say no mm. to everything and free up yes. all of this time and just be a Zen Buddhist <laughs> meditating all the time. Yeah. So can you just talk a, a bit about that addition by subtraction theory yes. and how that works? Absolutely. And look, this is not a, an original idea. I um, learned this from Joshua Becker from becomingminimalist.com. Um and he's talked about this at length. And when we interviewed him for one of our blog posts, he he mentioned this concept of addition by subtraction, uh, which has really resonated with me on this journey towards minimalism. Because, you know, as you just said, a lot of people associate minimalism with saying no or reducing or eliminating all the time. Mm. But why? Mm. Like, it begs the question, why yeah. are we subtracting everything? It's because we actually want to add more of what we find is really, really essential. So, um, and so that's a normal approach to minimalism is that you look at your to-do list commitments, you look at your things and you start subtracting. But I think on our journey to be able to say no more confidently, we can flip that equation. And then we first actually look at what we want to say yes to. Yeah. What, what's an emphatic yes in our life? Mm. And then it becomes clear what we must say no to. Yeah. So we're actually just changing that altogether. So mm. this is just another way to say priority setting. Yeah. But it's about living with, you know, intentionality. How I like to make this more practical is to think of a yes list and a no list. Yeah. But more specifically a yes list. Mm. And a le a yes list is basically a things a, a bunch of commitments which um, you know, outside of your fundamental 
obligations in life. Yeah. Like errands and picking up children and, you know, paying your car registration. Those are obligations that you must do in society. Outside of that, what are your commitments? What are the things you're saying yes to? And for me, I like to keep these commitments to five maximum. Mm-hmm. Less is more. Mm-hmm. Um, but an example would be like spending quality time with yourself in our dog Chewy. Yeah. That's an emphatic yes. Okay. Another emphatic yes is creating content for the minimalist vegan. Yeah. Another emphatic yes is is consuming great content. And actually that's it. When I wrote this post a year ago, that was my list and it's still my list right now. Mm. Um, there's some other things that I might add in there from time to time, but that's the foundation. And so what this means is that I've got the confidence to sort of filter all of my decisions through my yes list. And Mm. if it's not contributing directly to my yes list, then it's a no. Um, Or if it doesn't, if it's not like an event that's once in a blue moon or something that you just get really excited about and want to say yes to and commit to it, then that would be thrown in there as well. Absolutely. But yeah, so it gets back to this, okay, what... Uh, you know, and that's what minimalism always comes down to is it just calls you out. It, it just, you have to figure out what you want, mm. what's really important. Mm. And I think and that's not an easy task because no, a lot of people struggle to work out what it is that they want. And they put so much pressure on themselves. I should know by now what I want in life. You know, I'm like, I'm 35. Why haven't I worked out what it is that makes me happy and all of these things? Sure. So we say it with such lightness or with such ease, but at the end of the day, it's not an easy thing to really work out. And we're lucky that we have worked that out and then forget that there is a lot of people out there that haven't. So just keep that in mind. Absolutely. And I think that's, um, you know, and that's where I think saying yes is powerful Mm. because in the absence of um, having clarity in what you want, then you might need to experiment. Yeah. And you might need to say yes to some different things that Explore you're doing. what you might actually enjoy Correct. doing with your time. Yeah. yeah. Like if you really love playing music and the guitar, mm. then, you know, maybe try saying yes to that more. Mm. Like rather than once every six months, maybe three hours a week. And how does that feel? Is that, uh, are you, do you want to go deeper on that? Can you experience more depth? Okay, increase the depth to 10 hours a week. But then by making that decision, then you realize that, you're naturally going to have to start saying no to some other things in your life yeah. because you're really enjoying playing the guitar 10 hours a week or playing yeah. with your friends in a band, right? So that's an example of figuring out what's important to you, what's essential, mm. minimalism 101, and then saying no to the rest. Um, so use yes until you find out clarity and then say no to the other things. But if you know what it is, then, then it's about identifying the one to five things that are emphatic yes and then... The rest becomes pretty simple. Well, not simple. It becomes clear what you need to say no to. Yeah. Right? And it all takes time and obviously practice and a lot of self-confidence to be able to to do that as yes. well. So one thing that I realized through a lot of this self-processing is that you need to realize that you have a choice. Most of the time, you have the choice of saying yes or no. You don't have to feel obliged to always say yes. Mm. Um, And feeling confident to say no to begin with. Yes. And then changing your mind later on. Oh, yes. You're good. Default to no. Yeah. Yeah. You're good at doing that. And sometimes it can be a pleasant surprise. You know, you you think about it and then sometimes it's not possible because they've already worked someone else out if they need help with something. Sure. But to default to a no so that it gives you the opportunity to think about a little bit more to see if you actually want to do it. Yes. Rather than saying yes and then going, oh, crap, now how, how am I going to get out of this? I, yeah, I was that person. Mm. I And and you used to annoy me so I, much I, when you, you did that. I annoyed everybody in my life mm. because I would, with hesitation, say yes. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I was never sure. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll go out. Let's go to the concert. Let's do this. Let's do that. 
And then like the moment I would commit to it, I didn't want to do it. Or when you realized, oh my God, it's actually coming up or I've committed to something without yes. realizing what I've actually committed to. Crap, how am I going to yeah. get out of it And as a, I don't know if everyone's felt this, but it's like, I would constantly feel like, oh, really? I committed to that? I said yes to that. Like, that's the way I'd feel. Mm. And then I'd feel so strongly about getting out of it. Mm. Then I'd flake and twist and turn and, oh, it. That's but then you become this unreliable person. Correct. You know, see, this is the problem. Like, if you don't say yes and no with conviction to begin with. Yes. And then think about it later on, yep. you become this person that's unreliable or that's flaky or that, yes. yeah. you know, you can lose relationships which is, over that Which is actually worse than the saying no. Yeah. It's much worse than that. And I think you trained me really well because you would own my commitments. Like, because you realize I'd flake, you would like lock me in mm. and I'd hate that feeling too. <laughs> so then I started training myself to just say no up front. Mm. Um, and, it, and it sort of changed that Which whole dynamic. Which is funny because considering I say yes a lot of the time and you say no, the dynamic is yeah is very interesting in our relationship. Um, yeah, I think it's just trying to avoid that whole thought, afterthought of like what was I thinking, mm. committing myself to that. Mm. Um, so there's all of these strategies to try and help you avoid that feeling mm-hmm. and build resentment or feel like people are owning your time. Yes. So even just taking the time to ask in more detail, Sure. how much of my time will you need for this task or setting boundaries as to how much you can actually offer. Yes. So rather than saying, yes, I'll help you with that. You say, I can help you with that, but I've only got two hours. Yes. Will that work for you? Yes. And then they might not say, well, actually I need someone. It's going to take much longer than two hours. Well, then, sorry, I, I don't have it at the moment. Yeah. So going about it that way. That's a really good so approach. So you set your own priorities first mm. and that way you mentally go in there and say you kind of semi-commit yourself to it or ask more questions about it or say what you can offer and then see if that's going to work for them in return. Yeah, you're, I think that's a really good tip. Is uh, And that's a really good way of showing that you're living with intentionality. Because I've got an example as well. I had a good friend reach out. He works with a lot of clients. And, and this client wanted help with his online store uh, of getting his product seen in Google search. Mm-hmm. Which I have a little bit of experience with. So he reached out with me. Um, asking for a favor, would pay me whatever. I just wanted to get on the call with this client to help this guy out in his website. Um, See, I would have and, said yes. And I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, no, no, I didn't say no. I'm like, oh, asked questions. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, so where's he at? How much does he know? And all this stuff. And it's like, I really don't have time for it. So I was like, no, but like I was asking questions to probe. Um, and he's a smart guy. So he came back and he's like, look, even if you can just like send me an email that I can forward on to him. Mm. And that just shifted it to an emphatic yes very quickly because I could get an email together in 30 minutes. Oh, so you did do it. And I did do it. Oh, okay. But it was initially like a, a call or multiple calls or potential client, which served no purpose to the work that matters to mm. me in my mission. Yeah. Right. It was like, it's an opportunity, but it wasn't an opportunity on my yes list. So it was a no. But then he changed it to a yes by just saying that, okay, here's a time commitment from a few hours to 30 minutes on an email. Yeah. And it became a yes instantly. See, for me, it would almost be easier to just talk to that person rather than write an email. I think I'd dread writing the email more than I would. Oh, okay. Talking well, to well, it depends person. what you're comfortable yeah. with as well. Yeah. So that's interesting that someone managed to, they saw that you were about to bail on them and they were trying to see every opportunity to keep it as a yes. Yeah. And, but that has got me thinking that's something that like what you just said to keep that in mind next time somebody asks for something, okay, well, what, like what's take my the limit? Time to think yeah, about it. Take my time to think yeah. about it and figure out what my limit is and offer that. Yeah. Cause it might actually and be something more details before you actually make a for commitment. Sure. For sure. Yeah. So I think another thing that I've realized that I do or that going through this process of saying no more often is I mean at the beginning most of us especially people pleasers will want to say no but then also give a whole bunch of excuses Uh, and reasons as to why they can't do it yeah don't do that Mm. because I hate that 
you'll make it worse. (laughs) And you'll feel worse. And then they'll try and if depends on the person, you'll feel like crap. They might see that you're really struggling to work yourself out or what, you know, if you give them excuses or reasons as to why they can't, you can't do it, they might still come back and say, oh, that's okay. It doesn't have to be this weekend. If you're busy, we can do it another weekend. So if you just go in there with a firm no and be not vague about it, but just don't give them to just say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that rather than no, I'm sorry, I'm busy this weekend or I don't have the time for it right now. Maybe yeah. actually that's a good approach as well, but just don't be overly apologetic. Yeah. Because that's not serving you because mentally you're still processing that whole feeling of guilt. Yeah. And then trying to still people please. Yeah. Because when you, in the times that you've said no, have you walked away feeling guilty? Yeah, every time. Okay. See that, and that's not a good feeling, right? No. So if your memory and your, like, your experience of saying no Mm. is actually associated with guilt. It's not going to be well, very because motivating. Because you want other, you want people to to like you. You want to be that people pleaser. Sure, you still want sure. to, sorry, you still want that to be the image of you in their head. Yep. And so as soon as you turn around and say no, they might complain about you to their partner. They might, you know, like you don't know what's going on behind that yep. rejection that you've just given them. Because yep. let's be honest, it is a form of rejection by saying no. Depends on the person as to how they take it, if they understand or if they don't understand. Or if it depends on your reputation. Yeah. Like I remember in my previous job, I was managing a lot of people, even when I wasn't managing and there was a lot of people in the team and you quickly sort of understand who the yes people are and the no people are. Mm. And it's like, it's literally a walking brand. You know who and we, to go to. And we all do it, right? We all do it. Yeah. We, you know, if you've got a parent that's likely to say yes more than the other, then who do you go to first? A parent that's yeah, likely that's to say true. yes, right? Um, or you ask the other person because it's convenient and then they say no and then you ask the parent that will always say yes. That will, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. You have a backup plan. Yes. <laughs> but we all know that feeling of approaching somebody that has a reputation of saying no. It's very different. approaching somebody has a reputation saying yes so it depends what your reputation is Mm. right because that's how you're going to get this feeling of guilt and different responses from people if your brand is to say yes and then you've said no it's likely to catch them offside more than if your brand is to say no them and it's like have i done something wrong myself for them to all of a sudden not want to do this for me yes But isn't it amazing that when you approach a no person, they say, yes, you're surprised. And yeah. it's, it's kind of more special. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really cool place to be in um, if people can but sort of embody you, that reputation. But how, like, okay, for those people that have that reputation already, but how do you build that reputation without feeling like you're hurting people along the way? You know what I mean? To yeah. go from a people pleaser to then being the person that can confidently say no and not hurt people along the way and also hurt yourself. Yeah, well, I think it's, well, look, I think it's hard, but I think it's also how you initially start those conversations of saying no. And I think you've touched on some great examples already because I think the more context and the more justification you give in your response to say no Mm. can um, really trigger the other person. Mm. I I also think being super blunt <laughs> can also trigger the the person depending on who they are. But I think honesty, like I don't know, I have I like well, observing see, a people. Situation where I said no because I said I need to start saying no more often. Sure. And I was that was yeah. like a complete honest answer. And how was that? I don't. I actually still to this day. How do you? How do you? Sure. Do you, do you I feel, feel guilty. I feel terrible. Oh really? Yeah, because I don't know how that was received, even though it was like it's hard over text message to to know how it was received. If they say it's fine when you think, I don't know, is it fine? You know, and so if that happened to me in the future, I'd be more reluctant to say no again, because I know that it hurt me to say no and to not know how they felt about it. Right. So it's it's tricky. It is it's, tricky. It's well because there's it's hard, and I think those situations are delicate because there's a history 
yeah. in a relationship. It's very different to getting a inbound email yeah. request. Oh, yeah. Of that you can easily a company say wanting that. something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but even then, there used to be some struggles for you to say no, depending on the type of opportunity it was, mm. right? I'm better because at that now. You're better at the FOMO stuff now uh, and responding to that. But even that's, there's a way to position that as well. Um, I always see the thing is I always try and see an opportunity in things. Mm. So it's not necessarily, not an opportunity, but like, again, the people please are like, I want to help other people. Sure. So if they email us saying, we'd love to share this with your audience, if it aligns in many ways, and I think that what they're doing is cool, I'll try and work out how to actually work with them or do something that's actually going to help their brand as well. Yes. But I can't completely commit and say, yeah, I'll write a full blog post just about your brand because that's never going to happen because that's not what we do. Yeah. But just to like maybe share a link about their business somewhere that it fits in because I want to support them and I think it's a good brand to help out. Yes. Then that's where I sort of draw the line. Yes. So. But I think when we first started, like TMV, for example, it was more about yes. Yeah. It was more about, oh, you know, there wasn't many opportunities coming in the inbox. So yeah. you'd want to see and explore it to see where it would lead you to. Yeah. So it might drive two people to our website. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But that, that's a very different sort of place to be in as opposed to all that history with a personal relationship. Mm. that you're trying to manage and say no to and shift that reputation. So I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening to this and you have successfully gone from a yes person to a no person in the eyes of those that know you really well, I'd love to know how you did it and what the transition was like. Did you burn all the bridges along the way or were you able to do it in grace and peace? Like we'd love to get some examples about this because it's not an easy thing. Every relationship is different. Yeah. Um, there's different levels of obligation because maybe – somebody you've got a relationship where both people are people pleasers mm. right like i've seen it before where like people are like trying to outdo each other for the presents that they give each other like mm. you know what i mean it's like oh oh they got me this present this time that was amazing now what am i going to get that like i've seen that i have a few people oh, in, okay. my, <laughs> in my life that are like that so i've seen like that sort of dynamic where both people are trying to over please each other so like whoa how do you even sort mm. of where does where do you draw the line <laughs> yeah. and just be like, dude, it's just let's just take a step back. Yes. And think about what we're doing. And here. and no comes from a place of love. It's actually not it's not about rejection. Um, mm. going back to high school and primary school and saying your parents saying no to you. Um, you know, it, it, it really is about something else. But I I wanna touch on this other point because I have seen this, I've observed it, I've participated in it, but not a lot. But being dishonest. Mm. like making up excuses for, oh, like, to say no like um, pretend excuses pretend excuses i've done that yeah I, not not in the last few years when i was younger i used to do that yeah not anymore but i think that that's a recipe for disaster yeah and and i also think try not to stall your decision as well like i think the if anything ask more questions like get clarification but in terms of just putting it off completely, that just kind of, I know at least in my experience, it just sort of sits in the back of my head. When but I've it, just, so if you say like no to something and then you think about it and it can turn into a yes, but if you say... I'll think about it straight off the yeah, bat. Yeah, if you say I'll think about it, actually think about it and get back to them in a timely yes. manner. Yeah, and try and... um Rather than them having to feel uncomfortable to have to chase you up. Yeah, like I, you know, I had a friend reach out to me today to ask about... um. You, you know, a, a favour of, uh, I think, your mum or your sister, perhaps, actually, uh, something related to jewellery. And um, it's not like a, a big favour or anything. It was just asking her a question. But in my mind, I, I had to give myself a deadline. I'll get back to you tonight. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know the answer, but I'll get back to you tonight. So it will challenge me. And then I set a reminder on my phone to remind me tonight. A, just, you know, to... So then you have to think about it. Yeah, no, I don't. I've just thought about it now. But for me, it was like in the moment, I responded to the text message and I said, um, you know, hey, Siri, remind me to respond back tonight. Um, I hope I didn't set off everybody's phones when I did that. Um, and then my phone will just automatically <laughs> remind me tonight to follow that up. So I don't think about it to then. 
right. what I need to action See, for and me, ask the questions. It would be the other way around. Oh right. It would be. I will be thinking about it until I respond to that message. So sometimes I just respond straight away so I don't have to think about it. Fair enough, yeah. Because it can end up like, should I, what should, what, what am I going to do? Well, like, that's the best way to be. If you can just, like, I, in this case, like, my my response was dependent on others, getting information from others yeah, that weren't yeah. available. Yeah. So that's when I was like, oh, this is too much to deal with. So I'd rather just respond now and tell them what the plan is. Yeah. Um, but if I had an answer, then I'll just respond on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And it will be pretty quick too. Um, so yeah, I think no is, I don't know, no, saying, being able to say no confidently is a valuable skill. Like I had, uh, I don't know how much I want to dive into this on the podcast, but I've even had extended family reach out to me in recent weeks asking for favors that were, you know, a bit beyond scope for me. And, uh, you know, these are older family members as well. And a couple of years ago in my maturity levels, I really that really would have, the type of question that they asked would have taken me a lot of time to process and digest and respond to. It would have taken up a lot of capacity. Mm. But because I'm at a level now of confidence in saying no, I was able to respond on the spot mm. and have a really mature mm. conversation, which they respected. Mm. And I was really proud of that. Mm. And I think it just comes down to like almost, it's like a muscle of training to, be able to just own who you are, your time, what's important well, to you. Well, the more time and communi- that you practice yeah. it, yeah. the more it becomes second nature. Absolutely. So that you don't feel this whole, ugh, you know, this tenseness and feeling bad about it. You just know that, well, no, this isn't actually possible for me. Yeah. Rather than going, oh, how can I make this work? Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And then if with a people pleaser mentality – that's what the only question you'll be asking is how do I make this work? How do I make this work? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to feel guilty. If I, but yeah. for me, it was just like so much love for this family member. But it was like, no, mm. in that as well. And there was a lot of respect. Mm. And now my reputation to that family member is that I'm a no person, uh, which is good. Hopefully. Because, hopefully, <laughs> which is good in, in the, for our future relationship as well. Cool. Do you have anything else to add about approaching no? no I think it's just really self-confidence at the end of the day is what it's about like I know that the reason that I am that people pleaser and wanting people to like me is because I don't have enough confidence in myself in who I am or who I was to not care as much about what other people think of me yeah you know because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day you know what I don't even think it's about not caring because I think the the misconception with no people is that they've learned to not care. Uh, I think at least in my experience, and, and I attribute uh, a lot of the the mindset shift to minimalism, it's because I just care a lot about what I care about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, and it's like, and I... But you care less about things that you're saying no to, obviously, otherwise you'd say yes to them. Yeah, well, it's... I suppose, yes. I suppose that, like, the things that are on my yes list, mm. I do value more. They're your priority. They're my priority. Things. I value more than the things that are not on my yes list. Mm. So, um, that is true. Uh, but I'd, I've just learned that over time, that dynamic of being able to experience that those things that you add to your life in that detail, in that present, like, being present with gratitude, uh, like even even the most selfless people and leaders that have ever walked our lives, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, you know, these people who have, you know, have literally changed the course of our culture were focused mm. in their mission. Mm. And they would have had a lot of people vying for their attention and they'll probably say no all the time. Yeah. But because their mission, purpose. their greater purpose was so essential, so important that they had to say no. And because they have, you know, they're serving more people. They're able to yeah. serve more people by saying no to individuals. But yeah, because they realize the value in what they're doing. Yeah. It could have a greater impact. Yeah. Right. So but see, that's confidence in being able to but it's offer. Conf- but it's so. confidence in what you deem is important. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's the, that's the hardest thing for anybody listening to this. Mm. And it's, 
for you it's really interesting to me because you are in a fortunate position where you have some really great things in life that that are incredible right but then it's like it's it's seeing those things on the level playing field your yes list and your no list in the past has been at the same level mm. right so it's then you know how does one be comfortable with saying that the yes list is actually the most important thing to me yeah yeah which is hard it all takes time and obviously a lot of self-awareness mm. and working out what it is that you want to pursue in life because without that you'll just keep going around in circles keep saying yes to things you don't want to be doing and other people will own your time all the time yep and you'll just get you'll get fed up with it but you'll just keep doing it because that's all you <laughs> <Yeah>. know so <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's tricky but it's so important yeah cool Good shot. Yes. Thanks, Marsha. Um, thank you. And, and thank everybody for listening. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate your time and we'll chat to you again next episode. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. So there it is, guys. Episode number 33 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as we broke down, you know, the impact of, of saying yes all the time and some ways to start to shift that reputation from a yes person to somebody who is confident in what they want out of life. And um, look, I think this is a really important conversation uh, as we all try to find contentment and a level of depth and flow in what we're doing. So for the, the couple of things that we mentioned in this episode, you can find a link to all of those resources over at the show notes, which is going to be at theminimalistvegan.com slash 033. That's the minimalistvegan.com slash 033. Alrighty. So look, thanks again for tuning in this week. If you haven't already, would love your support in leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And look, guys, we, we love, honestly, we love hearing from you. We, um, you know, since starting this podcast, we, we didn't know what to expect. We've really enjoyed recording these, these conversations. Uh, it's really challenged us to think more deeply um you know about how we live at that intersection of minimalism and veganism but judging from the responses that we're getting whether it's ratings or reviews or emails or messages it sounds like it's really resonating with you as well so keep that feedback going uh coming uh, it helps us uh stay motivated to continue to to bring our most authentic selves to the microphone every single week so thank you for your support and here's to living with less stuff and more compassion Peace.